You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really, really, truly appreciate it. Today's guest is Landon Bailey. Landon is a dude I met at GearFest. He has a fantastic YouTube channel, and I just knew getting him on would be a gas. And I just wanted to know his story because he was one of those ones that kind of shot out of nowhere for me. So I was really excited to learn more about him, learn what makes him tick, and uh, find out that we have a similar a similar thing where we create. It's actually pretty interesting. He's a really cool dude, and I think you're going to like this episode very much. I also want to mention... And I know, and this time I'm dead serious. I'm hitting the YouTube hard. I really am. I'm really doing it this time. I know I've said it so many times, but I really, truly am. I'm at like, uh, I don't know, like five videos in the last two weeks, uh, some of which are the video versions of this podcast. So if you like that kind of thing, if you're somebody who, yeah, I'll take an audio podcast, but if you put it on YouTube, I'd really prefer it. I'm really hitting it hard. I'm doing my best. And uh, I think I'm going to make it happen this year. So please go over to the Tone Mob YouTube channel if you would like. Uh, that would mean a lot to me. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into this one with Mr. Landon Bailey. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have none other than Mr. Landon Bailey. What is going on, dude? How you doing? Hi. How's it going? Good. We're here. We're doing Thanks the Thanks for thing. having me. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I first met you at GearFest, and while you were one of the people that I wanted to sit down and actually have a little more conversation with, we didn't really get that chance so yeah. much uh, as I would have liked to. But, I was trying um, to remember if we actually did. Uh, I feel like I sat with you somewhere, maybe somewhere. I think but we I sat in like in a huge group in like yeah. eight, but I don't think we we got a lot of one on one time at that point. So That's what I remember. I always feel like I get uh, most of my one on one time there with uh, with Phil. Just seems to be okay. for, for some reason. That's the way it works out. Yeah. I don't. Well, who knows? And it was my it was my first time doing one of those events too, so that I didn't know most people. Like I knew. Uh, I knew like some people, but I didn't know who you were. I didn't know uh, actually a lot of people. So it was, mm-hmm. I didn't realize till after I'm like, oh, that was them. <laughs> so, so I mean, cool. don't, don't feel too weird. They, they really did a good job of like, I mean, as much as you can in the content gear space of like crossing genres. Oh you yeah, know, totally. There was like standard, I don't know about standard, but like pedal people, like I can kind of consider myself in that category a little bit. And yeah. then some metalcore dudes like Andrew Baina and just like yeah. other people, they, they did a good job at like getting a wide spread of different focuses within the focus, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it was fun. Did I mention it was Gear Fest? That's what I was talking about. Did we say that? We, I don't think we even said what we were talking about. We're just talking about Some the weird. mystery cabal of content creators <laughs> yeah. that gets together. That was, that was great. <laughs> that was a fun. So like I mentioned, that was my first time ever going. Like I've been doing this channel since 2016. It was the first time I ever did anything, any event mm-hmm. outside. Really? Like first you, time I left my house. That's what I said to Robert Baker. He's like, the first time you left your house? I was just joking. <laughs> but never done NAM. Uh, never... Well, then, of course, the f- like three years where nothing happened because of well, sure. COVID, so that didn't help. But yeah, um, 
So that was really cool to meet everybody. Definitely hope it happens again. I, I actually screwed up. I think I should have gone to NAM this year. I didn't realize until like the week before people are like, are you going? I'm like, no, nobody goes to that anymore. And everybody went. <laughs> it was a, uh, yeah, it was a good turnout this year. I mean, a lot, a lot of the uh, content folks are not doing so much of that at the show anymore. Right. I remember like uh, Ryan Burke just was a madman for years and he would produce yeah. so many videos. Uh, and I, I was just like, man, I didn't, I can barely get like a podcast or two in at that thing. I'm mostly there just to just to I, say hello. Yeah. Like if I if I end up being able to go next year, I don't plan to make any videos. I would just go to hang out. Like it's the thing to be, do. Yeah. It is. It's the most valuable thing. I mean, I made one quick thing like everybody else did at the smashed up uh Martin, you know, oh, from yeah. the Hateful Eight. Everybody did that because yeah. wow, that was weird. That's pretty but, cool. But it also took me no time to make. Right. <laughs> And which so, that's actually kind of what I did at GearFest because I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I went really early. Uh, I think so. It was a Wednesday, Thursday, fr Friday. I think I got there Monday, maybe mm -hmm. Monday night or something because they allowed you if you wanted to go. And because uh, I'd never been to Sweetwater. So that was just an experience, first of all, just seeing the size of that place. Absolutely. And then slowly people trickled in. So meeting all these people. And then I ended up making a few videos, but just off, off, like just impromptu stuff and it worked out it's okay i didn't feel any pressure it was relaxing i liked it it's good I, I uh i i do try to get some content in there because i feel like it's it's not really true but sometimes it feels like oh I, I can only do this here the year before i was so spoiled though i was so spoiled i had a room out in one of the recording studios that was just mine Oh, wow. And nice. so I just got to bring people back and it was, that was a lot more relaxing for me right. because I had a home base that it was permanently set up. I go in there, hit the button, let's oh, go. That's cool. Um, this year I was doing the same exact thing, but I had no home base. So I was right. bring, bringing my mobile rig. To, I was in all kinds of different people's offices and rooms and, yep. and whatever, but it's a it's an interesting event. I wonder I wonder if they're going to continue. That was that was only the second year they'd done it that way. So yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is for twenty twenty four. It used to be like a mini Nam, but I don't right. know if they're going to do that again. I could. I I don't know. I yeah. I uh, like I've been I'm trying to remember when I started doing stuff with them. I think it was two thousand, not two thousand, twenty twenty one, maybe mm -hmm. when I got into their program. I'm talking about like the affiliate stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think they were, okay, of course, like I said, they weren't doing anything at that point because it was it was in the middle of COVID. So right. nothing was really going on. So yeah, you know, I, li I liked what they did and I'd like to see it again. Um, be cool. I enjoyed yeah, it. I, had a good time. I did too. It's at a really weird time for me. It's right around my son's birthday. Yeah, it's it's the last week of school here. So it's a lot, it's a kind of a weird time for a lot of people, I think. Like yeah. for, uh, I got three three boys and it's their last, it was their last day of school. I think that day or something that week. So, yeah, I remember the, f the first time we went, I got to bring my family Oh, cool. and, and my, my son, it was kind of one of those weird things where like, Oh, they missed school. So they needed an extra week. And he was bummed because he was going to miss his last day. Yeah. Cause that's the f uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he didn't have to. So yeah, we're, we're right in the same, the same ballpark, but if it hits on his birthday again, I, unfortunately I like, I don't think I'll be going. Oh, it's just, 
I can't Actually, drag that, them to uh, Indiana that every me year. Derek from and Rev. Um, he he left the Friday because uh, it was his daughter's yeah, birthday. Yeah, grandma's That's will get happened to him. Really mad at me if I if I do that. So kind of just got to roll with it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but that's enough about gear fest. I want to get into you. You've been doing this like almost as long as I have. I feel like we got started like in on different paths, but right. Making content for guitar people roughly in the same ballpark. I started in like late 2015. Okay. And, and, uh, I, but I don't know your story at all. I just know that I've yeah. seen your videos. I don't know how you got started. I don't know sure. what your path has been. So start from when you were I'll a wee s- lad and let's go through it. I'll start from the, like, uh, yeah, so I started in 2016. I'm just trying to think back. And it was, uh, so I'm in a little studio in my basement. It's actually a room inside a room, which I built not for YouTube. It was just uh, going further back. I'll, I'll keep backtracking. Uh, yeah, I let's did go. The band, did the band thing. Um mm-hmm. Let's go even further back. So I've worked, <laughs> worked, in, uh, worked in IT, like information, I was a uh, system administrator in the government since 2001. And uh, a couple of years after that, started earning a living. So I'm like, oh, I can buy a guitar. So I bought my first guitar, I think in 2002. So I didn't, I didn't pick up guitar until early 20s. Wow. An acoustic guitar. And then tried writing some songs and doing basic stuff. And I'm like, maybe I can start a band. And this is before social media or any of that stuff. So it was like bulletin boards or forums, right? Mm-hmm. I just uh, messaged. I'm like, hey, I want to start a band. I'm in Ottawa, Canada. That's where I'm located. And then I uh, started a band with a group of guys. It was like a four-piece, <clears throat> excuse me, rock band. And uh, we just played around Ottawa for a few years, Did a, made an EP, did that kind of thing. And then it slowly... You realize, okay, it's uh, this is a tough. You know, we're not going to make it <laughs> in this. I had a friend that was actually, he was in a, a professional band, and I saw the business side of it. I'm like, oh, this is really brutal. Like, this is to make it. It's it's almost like athletes, you know. Like most people don't make it to the professional level. They want mm-hmm. to, but uh, so, anyways, did that, and then uh, tried learning guitar. I was the lead singer and songwriter, and then. Did that for about three, four years, and then it just kind of stopped. And then I had kids, and so uh, things kind of just stopped for a while. And then around 2009, uh, moved into this house. So I'm married. I got three kids. Um, I'm like, I still want to play guitar, but it's really loud, and people get annoyed when you play guitar. So maybe I can make <laughs> this room. And I, I, uh, I researched soundproofing, and uh, I built a room inside a room. So it's a small little room here, but um, I, I set that up, and uh, I had a recording uh, set up and everything. And this is before YouTube. I didn't know you can make money on YouTube. And somebody mentioned, they're like, Hey, you should, uh, make a video on YouTube or something. And I, I don't, I don't remember exactly how I started it, but I'm like, okay, I'll try that. And like, I don't recommend anybody ever watch my first few videos, but that's basically, that was 2016 when I kind of started getting into, uh, yeah, the whole video production. I'm like, Oh, making videos is kind of like making music sort of like got this idea and then you produce something. So I, that's what I think has appealed to me. You mm-hmm. can probably relate to that too. Doing songs and making videos, it's kind of similar. And I didn't realize that. So yeah. And then um, so that was 2016, uh, we're now like eight, almost eight years into it. So it's been a slow, slow ride, but steady and uh, um, just enjoyed it. Like, that's the thing. You got to, you got to like what you're doing. I wouldn't have kept doing this if I didn't like it. So it's just been, it's been fun. And I'd say, I'd say last year with GearFest, that was the biggest, 
biggest uh, bump up, like in terms of meeting people and companies and stuff like that. It's been, it's been great. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's uh, actually, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. I just, yeah, I, 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 I have this weird thing about videos. Like I really am as much as I watch them and enjoy them. I, I don't really like making them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't, I like doing this. This is what I enjoy. I enjoy right. the, the podcasts and the conversations. And so it's been primarily audio only for yeah. so long. I've got like 400, almost 400 episodes. And I was, I've, since I've been hitting YouTube, actually, as I've threatened to do for like five years, I'm actually hitting YouTube properly now, probably the, for the first time ever. I'm actually putting effort into YouTube uh, literally yeah. in the last like month. Uh, and yeah, the video things for me, it's just, I just don't, struggle. I don't know what it is. I struggle with it. I struggle yeah, with it. I did. I, I'll be honest. I didn't like it for a long time. Uh, part of it was I was running on like, I, I, so I was like a windows user my whole life, like just PC and never, I was like pretty much anti Apple, <laughs> never, mm-hmm. never got into Apple. And mm-hmm. then my wife bought me a Mac mini cause I'd mentioned something about video editing. And, uh, so I started doing it on iMovie. I think that was the 2014 Mac mini. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty easy to make videos. And that's what kind of got me into actually uh, liking Apple. I never liked Apple before. Now, later, a few years later, I've got the Mac studio and just it's so much faster. I, I can do, I can just edit a lot quicker than I could before. So it was a struggle before. I used to not like the work, but now I don't feel like it's work. It's just like, okay, do, do, do. I've got a, you know, a flow that goes mm-hmm. pretty well. So that helps. And, and a process like, um, my, actually I made a video about how I make a video. It's like my, <laughs> one of my worst viewed videos ever because nobody cares, but, um, I thought it was interesting cause it's, it show it made me sit, sit down and actually look at all the steps I do. I'm like, okay, this is cool. It's, I've come from, Hey, let me uh, plug in my phone and just talk and then spend forever editing out all the mistakes and garbage and retakes and doing stuff like that compared to now where I can get something done like within a day. It's a lot better. So mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a tough thing. I've I've done some videos. Some of them have done okay. Some of them haven't. But um, and short form I don't dread as much. Like short form I'm kind of fine with because that's just the world we live in. And yeah, I tend to like get an idea and want to work on it and get it done and poof, and then on to the next thing. Yeah, me too. And, and so, but the you know there's some that I've shot like my. my and, I always say things like, oh, I put more effort into things and they don't do as well, but that's not always true. Like my best yeah. performing video is me destroying a Behringer pedal and seeing how long it'll hold up. And that took quite a while to get done. Um, but it's, you know, the most viewed thing I've done. So I guess oh, cool. the, that effort thing doesn't always mean that uh, I'm, I, I tend to be a little pessimistic about it and that's not always very accurate. So I need to remember yeah. that. But this is this is just what I like to do. So I'm, I'm I thought you know I'm sitting on all these videos. I should just put them out there and totally. see what happens. Yeah. And every time I do, every time I have a little fit and start and like and like keep it consistent for a couple months, it always does generate results. It always does yeah. the thing that you want it to do. So I don't know why I struggle so much with it. I'm wearing too many hats, I guess. But yeah. it's really just me being a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like just just make the stuff and uh, try your best. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's and it's definitely changed 
over the last eight years in terms of what you could put on for a, a make how like what you'd make in a video compared to now mm-hmm. um i don't know for the better i think i don't know if you experienced this being a view like watching other channels but it's a lot of uh you're trying to grab people's attention and it's a lot about the thumbnail and the, and the title more than it used to be before mm-hmm. i used to be able to make a video me unboxing an epiphone and that video did fine now today if i tried to make that video it would be crickets nobody would watch it it's got to be like this is the best epiphone ever and it's got to have like explosions in the thumbnail (laughs) like it's just like it's basically we're in a clickbait world right like it's like that's what i feel like now it's too bad um but it's what works and it kind of sucks i think clickbait is completely fine as long as whatever is being baited is actually delivered yeah, yeah. I think that's completely fine. Some people really hate clickbait, and I'm a-okay with it as long as I get the thing that I think I'm going to get when I click on yeah. that video. I guess I should have said, yeah, sorry, uh, misleading clickbait, because, yeah, people say the, the term clickbait all the time. They don't really know what they're saying. They think, they, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, you got to get the, the – and it's like this is – I just – I, I maybe I spend too much time looking at the comments and stuff. People, people are like, "You're just trying to get clicks." I'm like, "Yes, that's the whole point of, of this." Of course I am. Yes. I'm like, "What do you think I'm doing this for?" You're just trying to make money. I'm like, "Yes." What do you think I'm doing? Just, like, <laughs> what, what is the point of this? It wasn't. Oh my god. What if funny. somebody? What if somebody said that if you like walked up to like your old nine to five? Well, you're just here because you want to make money. Yeah. You're just here because you want to make money. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. Uh-huh. I've had uh, that just reminded me of an email. I can't remember. I get um, I get requests from I don't even know what these companies are. I think there are a lot of companies, uh, maybe in China, that have like microphones and they they want you to do a microphone demo. Right. And I'm like I'm not interested in that at all. And uh, so I usually just reply back with, Here, you know, okay, I'll charge you. This is what I my rate is for a video. And they reply back, can you do this one for free? And I'm like, I don't, at that point, the conversation's over. I'm just like, no, I feel like replying back though. I'm like, do you get paid at your job? Do you just volunteer and you send out these emails asking, hey, can you do a free thing? I work for free. Everybody works for free, 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 free. Free, 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 free. (laughs) Just free. (laughs) No, Uh, I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. When did you realize that you weren't just making videos just to throw them up there and see what happens. When did it click for you that, oh, wait, I'm actually uh, doing something that people are paying attention to? Yeah, okay. So I didn't really mention that part of this. That that's So what got me into doing this full-time is kind of, uh, I don't know if it's weird. It's just not a normal story. So I've got three boys. Uh, my oldest is 17. He's turning 18. Uh, 15, middle one. And my youngest one is going to be 13. So he's 12. And he, um, he got a late diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. So he's got like, uh, I don't know if you know anybody with autism. Everybody is different. You can have different situations. Anyways, his situation is that he wasn't able to attend school fully. Mm -hmm. So around 2021, where I worked, they offered something that if you need to take time for your family, we can hold your spot and you can take time. So that's what I'm doing right now. I basically... Take it's like a called a family care without pay, but I was also doing the YouTube at the same time as this other job, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm still I'm making enough that I could probably be safe to be off, and be able to take care of my son and do this. So that's what kind of led into it. And then 
um, the past year at GearFest talking to other Canadians that are doing it too. They're like, yeah, you can do this. Just uh, do this and this and this because I'm in Canada, right? So there's different different things. So I got incorporated, which so I'm a corporation as of last summer, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, and yeah, that's that's helped. So now I'm seeing that, okay, I can actually maybe continue to do this. That's and, actually really important for, I mean, wherever you're talking about, obviously I speak from a U.S. perspective. Yeah. Uh, I, at GearFest, I mean, again, I, I mentioned Phil because Phil and I were talking to a few of other people that had been doing this at a very successful level for a while that still did not have their ducks in a row on that side. Oh, they, really? they didn't have yeah. a, even like an LLC set up or anything to where yeah. that leaves you so open yeah. to, um, and, and it's really fair, at least here, it's fairly simple to get an LLC. Just a, it makes your taxes, you know, it helps keep a separate entity so you can get yep. your taxes properly. So what is, what does LLC stand for? That's a limited liability company. Okay. And okay. and that's the vast majority of companies in the U.S. because they're relatively easy to set up, right? And it provides you protections, legally speaking. So, if somebody sues you because you said, uh, "I think their microphone's trash," and right. it, and uh, and even though that's your valid opinion, they view it as slander, or libel, or something, they can they can attempt to sue you. They probably won't win, but right. you're if you're not incorporated or have an LLC or anything. Again, this is not legal advice, folks. I'm not an attorney, um, <laughs> but uh, you can leave yourself open to. Oh, yeah. OK. Your house, everything that you know, you know yeah. own could technically be up for grabs, whereas if you have it under the LLC, it's just the things that the LLC owns. Right. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I was told, too. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's the same here. The, the, the two re two main reasons were that reason and uh, tax reasons as well. Yeah. So it's like. So, and it was actually a uh, Glenn Fricker who would, he Glenn, said no. Glenn would he's know. Like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, get, get on that. Cause he had, he had a, uh, he didn't, I won't say who, who it was, but he knows another channel that's huge who didn't do it early on and they made a ton of money and they lost a ton of money because of all the taxes they owed. If they mm -hmm. would have, if they would have incorporated first, they would have been a lot better off. Anyways, I think they're fine, but yeah, I was like, okay, cool. As soon as I got back from Gearfest, incorporated. Honestly, oh. if you're any level of creator, you don't have to be making money no. for this to matter. You yeah, should I, do this as soon as you can. There's talk to your CPAs, which is here. That's a certified public accountant. I don't yep. know if that's the same thing up there, but um, I believe it is. I have an accountant now yeah. because of that. Yeah, uh, all of that stuff. Can, like you can start it as you can start it before you have a channel, and you should because everything that you spend and all the hours you spend trying to make it things you drive to go buy lights or yeah. cameras or cables or Everything. whatever yeah, eating awesome. at gear fest with Landon, uh, all of that stuff counts yeah. towards, you know, uh, and I can tell uh, business expenses. If anybody Canadian watches this, most of my viewers are American, but if any Canadians are watching this, it was $200 to get my corporation. And I think like $13 to look up the name. Cause I chose a name. Yep. That was it. That was the cost. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you were saying it doesn't cost much. So maybe same kind of thing. I can't, it's been a long time and I don't want to like give anybody quotes and it varies state to state, but it's, right. but you can also, Hey, here's one. It doesn't just cause you live in a certain state. doesn't mean you have to have your LLC in that state. Just saying, uh, <laughs> talk to your accountant, get an accountant and figure oh, this totally. out. No yeah. matter what kind of business you have, figure this out. It's a pain in the butt and it's not sexy. 
if you're a musician, if you are somebody out playing gigs, do this stuff. This stuff is very important and will save you in the long run. Do it. Yeah. That was not something I expected to get into, but that's probably a good public service announcement regardless. (laughs) Yeah, there's a business side to it. Um, It's not my favorite part, I guess. My favorite part is still doing the videos and stuff. But uh, And I've tried, like, uh, since 2016, I've tried every single type of video. Um, I've realized that for my channel, it's guitar demos and my stupid humor. That's what works. If mm-hmm. that's, that's the formula that's worked. I've tried yeah. my singing and playing. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's like, you know, you figure it out, but it took a while. Um, it took a long time, actually, probably way too long. And, uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Vincent and I'm here to talk about the Maris X. My dad's always going on and on about how cool Maris is. He really went off on one about the Mercury X the other day. He said something about a 4800 hertz sample rate and 99 preset locations in 33 banks and something along the lines of the most advanced reverb pedal ever devised by man. That's all true, but I only care about one thing. This pedal sounds sick. So make sure you check out the Mercury X and all the other fine products at maris.us, as well as fine retailers worldwide. All right, Dad, now can I have my pocky? How exactly do artists get their music on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, all these services? How in the world do you get your music there? Well, in the past, you had to use something called a record label. But these days, you can use DistroKid. DistroKid is the absolute easiest way to get your music up on streaming services. And it's the most affordable way to do so. Not only do plans start at $22.99 for the entire year, that's less than 2 bucks a month, DistroKid also does not take a cut of your streaming revenue, unlike some other services out there. Even better if you sign up by going to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. That's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. One more time, that's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. You'll get 30% off. That's right, 30% off. They're already extremely reasonable prices. So go to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid and get your music out there. We are brought to you today by Sweetwater, specifically the Gear Exchange. You may have heard about this. This is a place where you can go to buy and sell your used gear. Maybe you got a pedal over there that's just kind of collecting dust. Maybe there's something you've been eyeing from the Sweetwater catalog. Well, right now is a great time to turn that unused gear into something you're actually going to use. Even better, if you sell on the Gear Exchange, you can keep 100% of the sale as long as you choose a Sweetwater gift card as your payout method. That is not too shabby, because let's be honest, most of this buying and selling we do is just to fund new gear purchases, and that is a great way to reach a wide variety of customers and keep 100% in your pocket, or rather, on your pedal board. So go check out the Sweetwater Gear Exchange and turn that unused gear into something that's actually going to help you write that next huge riff. I mean, you just you kind of go with what you like and what 
resonates with people and, and yep. go from there. I, I don't know if I'll ever be the guy that can just sit down with a video idea and make consistently like videos the way you do where it's like, Oh, I'm going to do this demo and I'm going to inject some things into it here. And I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do, I could do it, but I don't know if I could do it consistently in a way that people would, you know, get a lot of benefit out of. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm just going to uh, try to try to adapt despite my curmudgeon ways and put these out on YouTube and see what happens. Plus YouTube just made a feature, which they're way behind on where you can plug a podcast RSS feed into it and it'll yeah. upload all the audio that you've yeah. done over the years to YouTube. So that finally that. happened last yeah. week. Ugh, that was frustrating. Yeah, they are the behind t- on a few things. Uh, cause I, I've anyways, um, uh, that made me think of something about the, the making the videos. I thought back when I was a kid. So uh, my dad used to uh, bring home. We never had a video camera, but it was like a VHS. It was the the size of uh, the camera that had like the VHS tape that would fit in it. Oh, yeah. And he'd bring that home on the weekends from his office and I'd make videos and then I'd play them on the TV. So I was I was kind of doing my own YouTube for myself back then mm-hmm. i still have some of those tapes I've, I've i've looked at them like what was i even doing i don't even know what i was doing but it was a so it's something i definitely did as a kid and that is continued on but it was it was not something to make money it was just for the for fun to be see yourself on tv so kinda. we would kind of do the same thing we did like uh we'd make little mini horror movies and stuff with the same kind of camera the oh big yeah VHS totally horror thing. movies yeah yep yep i used to like, do that too all the time and uh, and I had, I got a talk boy, like from Home Alone. Yeah, and I would make my own like radio shows and just listen back. Ah, cool. They're all stupid now. In retrospect, it's like, huh, that was a sign, I guess. There just wasn't an outlet for it when we no. first came into the workforce. No, not at all. Like, mm-hmm. when did so YouTube came around? Two thousand six, I think so. I'm trying to remember when I even realized people made money on it and did it for real. I don't remember how I even made that connection. It's kind of a weird thing, right? To think back 10 years ago. So 2014, I don't even know if I knew back in 2014. So like within the last under 10 years, this is all new pretty much for so Mm -hmm. many people. Right. Um, And I just hope it uh, continues and evolves positively that it, something sustainable because you never know um you know you're in a different world podcasts i think are kind of a different thing that's there's always going to be a a, a, like people want to listen to people talk i i I just got into listening to your podcasts and i really like listening to people talking like uh there was one I've, i've probably listened to a handful of yours there was one guy you had on uh i don't remember his name but he was he was developing solutions for sound problems um Remember who that a, was? I've had a few of the, the people that would probably fit that category. Oh, okay, on. he yeah. it was one that got cut into two parts. I guess he was remotely. Oh, that sh- was Barry from Grez Guitars. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, he also mm-hmm. does the guitars, but he, that was really cool. I'm like, wow, that's a job. I didn't even know people do stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah, he doesn't think it's very interesting, or uh, or or at least he jokes about it not being very interesting. Oh, yeah, maybe to some people it wouldn't be, but I thought it sounded interesting. He well, I invited him. He's been on a couple times, and I invited him back on uh, just randomly because it had been a while. And he's like, "Yeah, uh, maybe when I get back from, I'm headed to this big machining 
bluntly explained like in vague yeah. terms what he was doing. I was like, that sounds fascinating. I, <laughs> yeah. I would love to wait until after that. And you can tell me what you did because that's wild. I think I was interested in it because of what I've done in this room. Uh, so like it was probably around 2008 where I, I don't even know where I heard of the idea of a room inside a room. So it's literally like I did the framing and then I did framing with a six, six inch air gap mm -hmm. and, uh, and then special drywall, like a double layer of drywall with this stuff called green glue that's supposed mm -hmm. to, you know, okay, you know the stuff then. I don't know. Uh, the listeners might not. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So I don't know if this stuff is is relevant anymore because this is like 12, 13 years ago. But at the time, there was two options. You could buy this stuff called Quiet Rock, which was uh, drywall with a layer of some kind of metal in it or something. And it was supposed to absorb sound waves and do something with it. I don't know. Really expensive, really heavy, harder to cut. Or you could do standard drywall or sheetrock, whatever you call it. And then a layer of stuff called green glue, which is supposed to be this magic stuff that takes sound and turns it into heat. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that's, that's what I did. And it, it works. And actually one of my videos, it's still my top video ever, like highest uh, number of views. It's called Soundproofing a Room. Nothing to do with this channel, but it's just like I showed the stuff. And so people... I guess that it would come up in the search if you typed in soundproofing, even though soundproofing is a, a term that isn't really accurate. It's sound reduction, right? So, mm -hmm. but I can play guitar in here um, anytime and nobody really hears it. Low frequencies, that's a hard thing to kill, but the high frequencies from an amp, mm -hmm. pretty easy to tame. So yeah, been happy with that. Similarly, it was a few years after, it was about 2014 when I started on it. That's why I built this. Oh, okay. I didn't build it to do this for a living. I built it because I'm obsessed with guitars. Yeah. And we were having a kid and it was like, you're going to have to figure out how to, if you want to play guitar yeah, at the volumes you want to play at, you're going to have to figure out some way to do it out of the house. There you go. So I literally Same built thing. this in my backyard. It's literally a shed. I'm like, people think I'm joking when I'm like, yeah, I'm in the shred shed. No, it's literally a oh, shed okay. in my backyard. I heard you mention shed. I wasn't sure if it was actually a shed. That's cool. It's a big, just a big, tall shed. But similarly, I had to research soundproofing. It's yeah. double uh, double framing, all that. You know, it's not as widespread as yours is. Mine's about, uh, mine's, they're kind of, the outside structure is like a pole barn. So it's okay. not like your typical two by four studs. And then the inside structure is like your typical two by six, I think, studs is what I ended up doing. So they're probably... I guess it's probably a fairly similar air gap in there. But then, yeah, two layers of 5.8 drywall, mass-loaded vinyl. Oh, see, I didn't do that. Yeah. I, I heard about that after. That's what everybody told me after. It stuff something. sucks to work with. It's really awful. Um, uh, the only other thing I did do that I didn't mention is I used something called whisper clips. So it's like called a furring channel. These mm -hmm. are all terms that I people are like, what are you even saying? It's metal. It's metal that's kind of sus suspended from the joists. Yeah. And so I'm in the basement and that's, uh, I'm trying to remember it now. It's so long ago, but it's these little clips that basically hold these metal beams and the drywall sticks to those beams. So they're decoupled from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Sound like I know it. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, even though I don't, but, <laughs> but I researched it a lot. So <laughs> I used to know way more about it than I do now. I've forgotten yeah, a lot of it. Yep. Yeah. It's just, um, you did it and it's gone. Right. So you, I did like, it and I could probably do it again much more quickly. Um, yeah. but I definitely don't remember everything. I do know I got really lucky and, uh, we here down here, we have something called the restore, okay. which, 
which is a um, like basically like used construction supply store. Oh, okay. People donate stuff to it and whatever. And I was yeah. in there just looking for anything I thought I could use, and I came across a massive stash of I don't even know how many. I don't know, maybe a hundred tubes of acoustic caulk, like legit oh, real nice. acoustic caulk, yeah. a buck a piece. I bought Whoa. everything they had. Oh my God. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I saved a ton there. And like, basically, I'm, you try to make it hold water is what they tell you, right? Every single seam, every nail yep. hole, every everything yep. you could possibly do. You caulk that in there and use acoustic caulk because it stays flexible. And yeah, it never dries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you've done the same thing. Done the same so, thing. Yeah. And that's why I got all it. I like how it looks in this setting, but that's why I have all uh, surface mount electrical out here. Because I was minimizing those hole penetrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, I don't even remember what it was called. Quiet Seal putty around all my mm-hmm. outlets. It's like this. It looks like it's pink plasticine, but same idea. It never dries, and it keeps the sound from leaking out of your outlets. Mm-hmm. You got all those things. I got, got a it. Double. This is not interesting to most people, I'm sure, but uh, it's really well, interesting actually, to me. I actually, <laughs> I think talk. it. People, people need to know though, like so many people have this idea that you can nail carpet on the wall. Oh, I was just going to say that. I yeah. was going to say that. So, mm-hmm. so that video I was talking about, if it's got like a million something views, I bet you there's 2000 comments saying, oh, I just need to put those. Like, I don't know if you can see the, uh, what's that bubble there? I don't know. I was, I've never seen that before. Was that me? <laughs> I don't know. Did Is you that do? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, <laughs> That's literally. I'm I've really never confused. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure if you could see it either. I was like, oh my. <laughs> for the audio listeners, I wasn't even random, looking at my screen until that moment too. A random bubble with a thumbs up, like I'm supposed to like something, floated in the middle of Landon's screen. I'm really confused. How is that even a thing? I don't know. I'm not running anything. That's weird. Okay, so anyways, uh, these acoustic <laughs> panels on the wall. Oralex <laughs> makes these uh, panels. People think that's all you need. I'm like, no, that's not at all doing it's this. It's not going to do it. That doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. That stops That stops the reverb in the room. That's all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they think. Yeah, that's for making the room sound how you want it to sound. That's all it's that is. It's the same is. as putting up paintings or having furniture in a room. It stops the echoes, right? It's not mm-hmm. It's not like, that's really weird. I want to know what that thing was. <laughs> what was that? I, I, I was like, is and then is that going to be in the recording? Is everybody going to be like, are these guys on mushrooms? What's going on? <laughs> it's like, am I? Maybe I am. What Maybe are you today? Hmm. Shoot. I don't know. You know what? I am. I forgot about I for- that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> it's, and now it's, I'm interviewing uh, a, a, a tiger. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really baffled what that is. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, But yeah, the soundproofing thing, we could go on and on. I had a really weird thing when I was building the shed, actually. So I got up the second layer of drywall, and I was like, that should give me a pretty good idea. Uh, I mean, granted, all these fence boards did add some mass to it as well, so I'm sure they're helping. But yeah, I thought that'll be pretty much as close to how isolated this really is. What sucks about what really sucks about soundproofing projects when you're not an expert at it is you do all this work and time and money and research and you hope that you got it right and you don't oh, know yeah. you yeah. have no idea until you get the seals on the door and close the door yeah like if like all the time was what, worth it i never even thought about it when i was doing it i'm like i hope this doesn't fail i never thought about it i, I just thought this is gonna work 
<laughs> it better work. <laughs> Man, I probably spent a year doing it because I uh, like I don't remember exactly how long it took, but it wasn't a priority to do it. So I did it in stages, like in mm -hmm. chunks. Um, yeah, that's, that would suck if it failed. I was really nervous that it wasn't – I thought it would work, but I was like, it, I hope this is going to work well enough. Like, yeah. I knew obviously it's going to do something. Yeah, it'll but, do something, um, right? Yeah. And I had a friend who built a studio, and I got to see that process. Now, he built a legit – like, you can have a full band in there. And oh, I nice. walked around I walked around with my phone just well, after he got it built with the mm -hmm. full band just going to town in there. Drums, bass, everything loud. And uh, the you can hear it when you're six inches away from it. Yeah. But the crackling of the gravel that I was walking in was louder. Oh, than wow. what you could hear. That's awesome. So that was my standard. I didn't hit that standard because yeah. I was like, I don't have the money to do that or the space. Because, you know, then my walls would have been so thick. I would have had no square footage. Yeah. Or so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard like I didn't. Honestly, I didn't spend that much. I didn't spend a ton. I don't remember what I spent, but you could spend a ton trying to soundproof a room mm -hmm. properly i guess um i think i'm lucky mainly because i'm in the i'm in a basement so i'm not like that helps i guess that helps a lot because it's a, it's already a concrete floor i got one of the walls is an exterior wall exterior wall that's concrete um it's not like a lot of the comments i see people are in apartments i'm like you're not soundproofing your apartment that's not going to happen like you can't mm -hmm. you can't modify that place so, not to the degree that you need to no no. You could you could build a little tiny, like depending on the size of the apartment. If you had like an office, you could build like an ISO booth, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That and so much that, space, that would yeah. help. Yeah. But you're gonna be like cramped and sweaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know. <clears throat> so, anyways, that's helped having it here because um, I don't find I actually play guitar super loud anymore. It was more years ago that I used to, but. Uh, and now with all this different stuff, like I have that, uh, I don't know if you can see above me, that's the Rev D25. It oh, has nice. The, it has the two notes. So I don't even need to have the amp on to get really good sound. I'm like, oh, that stuff's so cool. I'm totally analog microphone combo tube amp guy. I'm, I'm so not into the, not for any reason. I just haven't got into all the new stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd like to, but uh, all the new technology and stuff is pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a... Uh a hybrid situation. And I've thought many times like, would I, would I have, um, would I have actually done all this if it, uh, if technology was where it is now? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have, I might still be in the house and that actually wouldn't be very advantageous for what I do for a living now. But I really don't know that I would have been in there if like the boss tube amp expander had been a thing. That's become my go-to tool for recording now. I love that thing so much. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, Let's me have my cake and eat it too. That's what nice. I. That's what I like. Have you ever messed with one of those? Nope. I gotta. No, I haven't tried that. I haven't tried. I haven't tried any of the Line Six stuff. I haven't tried nothing. Like I just haven't. I don't know. Universal Audio, Oxbox, none, none of those. I've things? seen it and uh, I saw it at Gear Fest. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool to try it. And I just never. Nothing's pushed me to. No, nothing's got me because of this room. I think this room's been my saving grace. I guess from. I don't even know if that makes sense, but uh, I haven't been forced to need that stuff yet. 100%. If, I, if I moved to a place where I didn't have that, then I would probably fully, I'd fully embrace all that stuff and, and move to that where, where you need it. And yeah, it just depends on your situation. So I understand most people can't do the stuff 
I, I think I'm really fortunate. Uh, I never say lucky because I didn't, I didn't uh, stumble on this stuff, like being doing this YouTube channel and all this stuff. But uh, yeah, definitely fortunate to be able to do this. It's fun. What do you think the, are you going to just keep doing the thing? Do you have any projects on the horizon you'd like to tackle? You know, this, uh, this always can, or it can spin out into other things as some people have done. Do you well, see yourself taking on anything else? I, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the biggest change I've tried to make in the last years was I started guitar lessons. It's been a year now. So that's mm -hmm. actually just where I was before I came here. Um, that's just to improve like playing for the videos. And I hope that helps improve the quality of the, the videos. Cause I, I found, um, I don't get the comments so much anymore, but a lot of my com, a lot of the comments I'm focusing on comments, I think too much, a lot of comments on the older videos, people are like, you suck. I'm like, I know I'm in the video. I, I was there. <laughs> it's like, but then you, you take it personally, right? You can't not. Cause I'm like, I think I'm better than what I did in the video. Cause you turn the camera on, you're not playing your best. No, I, never. I wasn't right. As soon never. as you turn that camera on, you're like, I've, what's a C chord? What, how do you play? I can't remember how to play this song anymore. And what like, is a guitar? Yeah. Mm. Just, yeah. It's what do they call it? Red light syndrome or there's different names for it. Right. Mm -hmm. As soon as you see that red light or something. I hate it when you're, you're, you're like warming up and you're yeah. feeling like, all right, I got this now. Like I'm, I'm feeling really good. Right. And you just, you just nailed a sick one. Yeah. Like, cool. Now I'll hit record. And you're just unable to Done. do anything. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Something I've learned is practice. Pra it, there's no secret. It's not a secret. Practice. That's how you get better. Uh, I think people have said it a million times. I think people just don't want to practice. I don't really like practicing that much, but that's the key. Just playing the same thing over and over again until it's not not until you're not thinking about it. You can just do it. And, uh, I have a hard time wanting to play. This sounds so, such a cop out, and it kind of is. But I have a hard time wanting to play other people's songs. That's why everything I post is just random things that oh, I'm yeah. making up on the fly. I just don't have a yeah. lot of interest in sitting down and like learning something that somebody else did note for note. And I know that I would be a better player if I did. It's just very difficult for me to. I, I, that's all I did growing up was sit down and learn other people's songs. And right. When I yeah. Realized I could just do whatever I wanted. I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, uh, it also helps you avoid copyright strikes. That's and that's what I, I was going to say. You're probably mm -hmm. better off not, anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms, I guess going back to like the whole idea of big projects, I don't. I don't know. Uh, opportunities have come up in the past year. A lot thanks to GearFest, just meeting a bunch of people. So that's mm -hmm. like I got, I, I don't even know if this makes any sense to anybody. It probably doesn't make sense to even me. I got an offer for some home theater chairs from <laughs> cool. a company, company for, called Valencia. And I was like, I thought it was, at first I thought it was just one of those uh, spam emails, like a phishing, like somebody trying to get your information. And I mm -hmm. looked them up. I'm like, oh, this is a legit company. And I was like, Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I made a video. I did a tour and they sent me a couple of home theater chairs. Like I'm talking to the nice ones that recline and they're electric and everything. Whoa. And I'm like, what does that have to do with guitar? I'm like, they don't even care. They're just like, they're just happy to get their name out there. So uh, you can look up Henning got the same set as well. Um, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> where did that come from? Like, so stuff like that has been coming up. I'm like, that's, that's uh, weird, but it's cool. I'm like, yeah, this is fun. 
just weird stuff. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm like optimistic, uh, that things are just getting better. Um, and, uh, I don't really, I'm just a one man team, right? So I, everything I'm doing is just, it's just me. I don't really have any, I'm not really bouncing any ideas off anybody, but I hope to do that more maybe with other, with other, like more collaborations, not necessarily being videos together, but just more communication with other people. And that's, I, I guess my only, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize, uh, much like all of the guitar pedal builders talk to each other. Yeah. Like a lot of the creators talk to each other too. Yeah. And, and it, things that maybe seem as different as Glenn Fricker and Ryan Burke, like, no, oh, yeah. they talk to each other. Like, the, like yeah. we all, we all have, communication not just because we go to these events but definitely that definitely helps but yeah who else are you going to bounce these things off of nobody understands what you're doing when when you're out and about maybe you have you have this similar issue that i do and people ask you the question right what do you do yeah Mm -hmm. how do you respond to that i haven't been asked um ever it has it hasn't come up no it hasn't come up uh trying to think um like since i I guess i've been doing this full-time two years now because before it was like day day job and then do this at night kind of thing yeah uh but since i've been doing it full-time it hasn't come up so i think my answer probably be i do reviews for for music gear Mm -hmm. which is what what it is really that's essentially what it is but uh yeah YouTuber, I don't know if I'd say that because it's sort of, some people could maybe think the wrong thing. I don't know. I don't think, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very strange. (laughs) I still not, I've not figured out a, yeah, I've not figured out a good answer for it. I've tried, I I definitely modulate what I say based on who I think I'm talking to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just because I don't want to, sometimes you can, I'm I am excited about what I do and I like to talk about it, but I don't yeah, want to do that to somebody who's not interested. You right. know? Yeah. So totally. So if it's gonna be a 20 minute explanation just to get them to have some semblance of an idea, sometimes I'll just be like, I don't even bring up the podcast. I don't even bring up any of the inner that stuff. I'm just like, ah, I'm a part owner of a guitar string company. And then they ah, that, okay, there you go. That yeah. at least they're just like, oh, okay. That that's kind of weird, but at least that makes sense to me. I know the guitars have strings and somebody must have to make them. That <laughs> yeah. really doesn't require any more explanation. Yeah. But, um, and then I had a very interesting exchange at like a store. Uh, the, the owner of the store, I was talking to him and they sell like vintage basketball gear and stuff. So I was like, this is super cool. And I wanted oh, to know more. I wanted to know more about his thing. Cause I thought it was really interesting. Right. But then when he flipped the, the favor, I was like, oh, well, and I kind of gave him the slightly longer one. But then he has this completely different idea that like all if you're a YouTuber or a podcaster, you're automatically Joe Rogan and Logan Paul. Oh, I don't mean yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't mean in disposition or yeah. like what you're putting out there. But like he's like, oh, you got it like that. And he used that word. Oh, he I was thought like, you were like super well loaded. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, oh, weird. Well, I thought about that. It's, I didn't either. That was the first time that it happened. I was like, oh, uh, uh, no, no, it's, it's not. I mean, I'm, I'm feeding my family and things are yeah. fine, but no $250 million Spotify deals uh, no. that I've, 
encountered yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> the power of yet. Yet. Um, <laughs> but it, it is a weird thing to do, even though yeah. a lot of people, even like my, you know, my grandpa's in his 80s. He's got his favorite YouTubers. Oh, cool. It, it's awesome. become that common now. To yeah, where totally. It's it's a thing. So I don't know. I, don't, I feel like YouTuber is a uh, is more well understood than it used to be. I, I actually that that reminds me. I did a presentation. So my wife is in education. She's a guidance counselor at a, mm-hmm. a high school, and I got invited to do a presentation. It's at the videos on my channel. I made a video, except for the live stream part. They invited me to talk about what I do. So I did. I did do a full explanation. So I lied. <laughs> I totally lied. <laughs> I said what I did, but my per my point was to show the kids because a lot of kids this is what they want to do, right? They're totally. Like, Influencer. I said, uh, it's good to do this, but I didn't do this first. I had my other career first, and I could always go back to that if I need to. Mm-hmm. You want to have a backup plan, which is actually really good um, being a sysadmin because I can manage all my own computer stuff, which not everybody... That is helpful. Could, yeah, really helpful. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about uh, other stuff, <laughs> things in general. <laughs> I didn't wire this room. like I can't do the elect- electricity. I hired somebody for that, but I can manage my own sysadmin stuff. So that's cool. Well, um, I could probably wire the room, but I couldn't do the sysadmin stuff. There you so, go. Yeah. Yeah. I, Everybody's fact, got did, their niche. I, I did a lot of this. Uh, I had nice. a lot of help. I, don't yeah. get me wrong. I had a lot of help, but I, I did do a lot of the grunt work. Um, yeah. So I definitely uh, a lot of, there's still, that's cool that you mentioned your grandpa though, because there's definitely that other side that I see it in the comments, uh, get a real job. You're not a real, you're not doing real work. It's like, what, what does that even mean anymore? What, like, you know? Hello there. I'd like to introduce you to your new best friend, the Chaseless Audio Lossy. Lossy is a collaboration between Chaseless and Good Hertz. It's meant to give you some control over those weird digital artifacts that come with every compressed audio. You're hearing it right now. All the changes that are taking place are strictly coming from my plane dynamics. I'm just interacting with the pedal and letting it do its thing. And some true stereo goodness. If you'd like some more details about Lossy, I invite you to head over to chaseblintsaudio.com. I think you're going to like what you find. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics 
um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. Yet, you're, yet here you are. I know, right? exactly. I mean, it's working. Am I not work? It's who's it we're not working for? You because you're jealous? <laughs> like but yet they're still there in the comments. I know they're still job. watching. Like, yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my res- my response is just like, hey, if you don't think it's that hard, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Just go ahead. Yeah. And if you're successful, you'll see that it is a real job. Yeah. <laughs> as it turns out, it isn't quite as simple as just turning on the cameras, turning on the microphones and and going, even though that is technically what it is, if that's yeah. all you do, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have a tougher road to hoe. It's it's a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. So many layers of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm going but. to, I, I did during lockdown a couple school presentations as well, oh, cool. which was which was weird because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is what the kids are interested in these yeah. days. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to do another one in like a month in person. This will be my first in person okay. one. In person one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Is that what you did too? Did no, you go into mine, the school? It was a virtual kind of like what we're doing right now. But it was for like I don't know how many hundreds of kids. All the classrooms connected and watched, and they could ask me questions at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was neat. It was actually fun to do. And I prepared a little video that they could watch first, and that's the video that's on my channel. It's just describing what I do, and then it was sort of a Q and A after. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah, I like that. It's a it's an interesting world, you know, and mm-hmm. it's um it's not too different than I think you know back in the day everybody wanted to be a rock star, right? And yeah. and I think we all still want some level of that, but it is interesting to see, especially in the last decade or so, yeah, how the tide has shifted to content creator. And while that like seems kind of less sexy to me as a fan of rock and roll and loud music and metal and stuff. Yeah. um, There's no doubt that that's where the attention is and probably will be for a long time. I hope so. I I like it. I don't like, I can't say I like every type of content that's out there uh, because there's so much garbage too, but especially when you, Especially, I guess it's kind of disheartening when you spend, you said you've spent time on videos, right? You work really hard and you spend hours or something making a video and then the video doesn't do anything. And then you see somebody did something stupid and all they did was something stupid to be a jerk or just something ridiculous. Like we're talking like those, like I, Logan Paul, like stuff like that. And they're just raking it in and you're like, why, why is that working? Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? It's not fair. <laughs> Nothing's Have fair. It- <laughs> Having standards is tough. I know. <laughs> There's even some yeah. examples of that in in our space. I'm like, oh, I yeah. see what I see what you're doing there. I'm not going to do that though. Uh, I'm, oh yeah, it'd be easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There's a formula. If you wanted to get uh, super popular videos, just uh, make negative stuff about. I don't know if this would always work, but uh, it's. If it leads, if it leads, it bleeds. If it bleeds, it leads. That's the saying on the, <laughs> on the news, right? Right. I could, I could turn on uh, Detroit. I, we, we get all the Detroit affiliates here for mm-hmm. uh, 
So I turn on uh, NBC before Saturday Night Live. I'm like, oh, who got killed in Detroit tonight? And that's what it is every mm-hmm. week, every Saturday. I'm like, so it's always the negative stories that are first. Those are the videos that are the most popular. If you make a nice video, like uh, I made a video how to how to bias that amp. Does that sound sexy? It's, it's yeah. not. Oh, it's I think not? it got oh. 700 views, so whatever. <laughs> but you know what? I'm happy with it, and the, the Rev liked it, so I didn't make it. I didn't even make it for them. I just made it because I needed to fix a, a tube. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is biasing? I don't even know what that is. So I learned. There so you that's go. Cool. And then you told everybody else. I showed everybody else, and it's going to be an evergreen video for sure. It's one of those videos that'll just live on. Well, and you never know. You. Never that's know. the other thing. We we'll we'll say these things about the video, like, oh, it didn't do well. Yeah. And and we're basing that on the first month if we're being generous but realistically like the first week oh and me i'm basing it, it on the first night i'm like oh yeah. this video sucks it's done <laughs> and that so the soundproofing room video that didn't take off for two years two years go. like literally i just made it for no reason it was just me sitting in this corner over here talking to the mic talking to my phone no plan what i was going to talk about uh it's not even that well made and it took off around 2017 I was like, oh, wow, people are watching this? Wow. You never know. So no, I just don't. I just attached this feed like I was talking about. It's on YouTube now. Uh, the videos are, for the people that got confused about that earlier, the RSS audio feed is now available on YouTube as well. So, right. Um, and one I did like, I don't know, two, two and a half years ago with King Buzzo from the Melvins is starting to take off relative to my tiny little YouTube channel, of course. Cool. But like... Uh, and I'm like, this is like not SEO optimized. It doesn't, it's, it's just oh, yeah. a thumbnail. Everything's going, everything that you could do. It's a black and white, like just my logo. It's not, it doesn't have a cool thumbnail by YouTube standards. Right. And I'm like, what's going on? And it's just got linked to by some off. I don't know if it's a Melvin's forum somewhere or, or oh, okay. where it is. Somebody. It's just going off all of a sudden today. I don't, you never know yeah. what things are going to resonate with people and when they're going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. When that happens though, it's really cool. I find it's really exciting. I'm like, what happened? That's really neat. Sometimes you never find out. Uh, it's just like no idea. What, Which is also kind of cool because you know yeah. that that's probably a bunch of people who have never heard of you before. Yeah, that's yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the fun too, of doing this. It's kind of like, um, like actually releasing a video, you just don't know. It's almost like a lottery ticket. You just don't know if if, if it's going to win <laughs> or not. <laughs> it, it could. You really have no idea. Like some things you know have a formula and like more. I know if I release a video after doing this for so many years, if I release a video with me and a Telecaster in the thumbnail, it'll do better than most other things I do. Mm-hmm. I just I just can't do that every time. It's not interesting. But uh, yeah, it's just the mystery is fun. It's the ever-changing algorithm garbage thing that people, every, everybody mentions always, right? Mm-hmm. It's changed. Changes probably every day. You, know, you don't know. That, that was one, I will say, kind of nice thing uh, on the opposite side of the coin with doing a podcast consistently for so long is like some things will like fluctuate up and, and down, but like I pretty much know what I'm going to get for the most part. As soon oh, as yeah. I hit, as soon as I hit publish, because it's not. This is a good thing and a bad thing. There's no algorithm to push audio podcasts. Really, Spotify right. kind of has a little bit of a one, but it doesn't work the same as as YouTube. No, um, definitely not. So no. it's much more of a mystery what's going to happen when you hit publish on a YouTube video. No, even 
almost no matter how big your channel is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, who knows? Yeah, that's, uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I used to think, uh, like I have 86,000 subscribers. I used to think that number really like, and that's like a tiny, that's tiny for in the scope of YouTube and how big channels can be. 86 is pretty decently sized for a, a niche guitar review channel. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Like mm -hmm. I'll probably hit a hundred thousand. That'd be cool. Um, what was I even saying? <laughs> I don't know what my point was. Oh, okay. I think it's, it's more of like, um, the, the number of subscribers doesn't guarantee success. I've seen channels with millions of, uh, subscribers, like in the guitar world, they'll release a video. It doesn't get that many views. I'm like, so see, it's not even always, that's like, um, the number of subscribers is kind of like a, a badge. It's like this, look, I've, I've built this. doesn't guarantee moving forward that it's going to continue to be uh, super successful. You still have to do something cool. So right. ask, riddle me this. When you, I'm sure you've got channels that you like in and out of the space and that you're subscribed yeah. to. I have channels that I'm subscribed to. The amount of times, I mean, granted, I use YouTube a little bit like an old man. I will admit that. Like, I go find the thing that I'm looking for and I leave. Yeah. I don't hang out in YouTube the way a lot of people do. Yeah, I do that too. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So how many times have you actually watched a video from somebody you're subscribed to because it came up in some sort of subscription notification versus you just saw them post about it and you're like, oh yeah, I want to watch that. For me, it's like, I can I can count on one hand how many times I've actually got a notification from something and went and watched it immediately. Oh no, I have those all turned off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I actually I used to actually say that in my videos. I'm like, uh, please subscribe and like and uh, turn turn on notifications. I don't know. I don't I don't use those. I used to say it. I'm like I hate those things. Turn off all that stuff. It's annoying. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't usually get some notifications for anything. I turn it all off. Well, even if I go into ago. YouTube and it's like, hey, these people published stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I got to watch that. But yeah, no, I don't go for that. I don't. It's I because don't. I saw them talk about it somewhere else where I happen to yeah. be scrolling Instagram or wherever. And then I'll see them talking about it. And then I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, I really want to see that. I'll go. I'll go look it up. Yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Uh, it has to be something really specific that I was waiting for, maybe, or knew about or something like it's. Like, uh, yeah, I can't even really think of a good example. Um, I guess my point is, how can we expect everybody else to do that? Right. We, we can't, really. Yeah, no. We don't even do it. <laughs> yeah, just because you have 80, uh, oh, like my number, 86,000, that doesn't mean I release a video and I get 86,000 views. <coughs> it's not even close to that. Um, no, there's 10% also on a good day type of thing? Not even, probably like under 5% maybe. Uh, depends on the video, but... And there's also dead subs, which I wish there was a way to manage, um, not manage, but I uh, wish there was a metric that YouTube could let you know, like how many of these people actually watch anything anymore on my channel and how many are just like a number as part of your subscription count that don't even do anything anymore. Right. Sure, the, they have a way, but they don't Like there it. might literally be dead. They could honestly be dead. <laughs> 10,000 of my subscribers are dead. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> Why aren't they watching my videos? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come Dead on. Subs. It's just, Dead subs. It's just a term. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah, actually, oh. you know what? I've thought of, there's been people over the years who would comment for years and all of a sudden they're gone. I'm like, did they die? 
Probably. Sometimes. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Sometimes they did. Sometimes people die, right? <laughs> you want to hear something really morbid? Yeah. <laughs> that you probably don't want to think about, but now I can't okay. stop thinking about it. Sure. I've, t- I've talked about this on the show a bunch of times over the years, so apologies, everybody. But uh, are you familiar with Tim Ferriss? He was a... Probably like one of the first guys to get popular blogging and podcasting, like really popular back in the Tim day. Tim Ferriss. I'd have to look him up. I, he does like he's like a Silicon Valley dude. Um, but um, he published an article probably about the time you and I got started, maybe a little after, maybe 2016 somewhere, about fame. And he's like, I, he's like, first of all, I'm not famous like Brad Pitt's famous. You know, like mm-hmm. I am well known, but like not to that level. And he was like what's the population of Rhode Island? You know, and it's however many, you know, mm-hmm. hundred thousand people it is. And it's like, Rhode Island has a murder rate of point whatever percent. If you have 50,000 followers on Instagram, you know, and you're largely based in the U S you can take the average murder rate of the, the U S <laughs> and some level of your followers have <laughs> killed somebody <laughs> or, been mur- or been murdered <laughs> or been murdered. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Wow. For it got way darker than that. Wow. Like, it, Cause he had some he, really horrible stand up comedian. That sounds like a stand up comedian. Bit. No, he's not a comedian oh, wow. as far as I know, but he, he <laughs> went, well, he said all that cause he's had some really bad experiences with people that, killed oh. themselves on camera and like sent oh. it to him and stuff. And oh. like, okay. Yeah. That's dark. You know, he has a wide ranging subject matter. I don't think you and I probably are too at risk for that, but I did yeah. think about like, man, damn, like, ugh. there's a certain percentage of people who've killed somebody that have listened to some of my content. That's pretty how many, weird. how many of our subscribers are serial killers? That's what I want to know. Well, what's the I average mean, serial killer rate in North America? I don't know. You can then extrapolate that out. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure YouTube knows. They have they have stats on that. <laughs> or Google. They keep Google. detailed files. Google knows. <laughs> Our FBI agents know. Everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> the internet never forgets. Ever. Ever. Well, dude, Man. thank you for hanging out. This was a this we went all over the place. We did I don't a, even know what we talked about. I don't I either. No idea. <laughs> Honestly. That's what I find with doing. I used to do a lot of live streams. I don't know what I said ever on a live stream. I look back, I'm like, I don't remember talking about that ever. People will send messages sometimes and they're like, oh yeah, this uh, is the answer to that question. I was like, man, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what the question was, but thank yeah. you. You'll have to remind me. Too many hours of me blabbering on the internet for me to uh, keep this all filed away properly. That's awesome. It's forever now. My confusion right? will be forever. No, I mean, forever. like people, you'll be on the internet forever. Your voice and it's cool. Because it, just how many people have died and nobody will ever remember them because they never had a internet back in whenever. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is usually, uh, yeah. I like okay. it. I like it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the classic questions to wrap this episode up before we slide oh, okay. over to Patreon. Um, but before I do that, I'd like to take the, or give the guests the chance to take the floor. You got a few thousand people's ears right now. So if you wow. want to plug anything you want to plug, shout out anybody you want to shout out, anything like that. Now is a good time. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, I've heard you do this and I kept thinking of what should I say at this part? And I don't know. Uh, I, I, uh, I like Telecasters. Blue Telecasters. I like blue guitars. Did I mention mm-hmm. that yet? Um, I don't even know where the blue thing came from. This is not even what you, what you just asked for. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Um, no, just uh, if you haven't heard of my channel and you like stupid people, you'll probably like me. And uh, I'm not the best guitarist, but I, I like to have fun. I play guitar and have fun. That's my, that's my thing. That's my whole thing. Play guitar. I said that from the beginning. I think I said it in my first video back in 2016. So it's stuck. I like uh, it. I think the have fun part is what people forget a lot, right? It's uh, unless you're doing unless you're a professional musician, got to have. Well, you can have still actually. Have fun, but you should still have fun if you're. You a should still have musician. fun. Yeah, yeah. But just uh, try to remember the have fun part because it's it's fun. It's really fun. I yeah. like that. That's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Final two questions. Here we go. Oh, there's more. Okay. There is. What is your favorite <laughs> boss pedal? Oh. Um. It's looking, it's one I actually sold uh, twice. I'll probably buy it again someday. The Terra Echo. Do you know that one? I do. That one's yeah, cool. Yeah, it was Boss's 100th pedal. Um, it's the weirdest kind of weird, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a reverb, delay, digital thing that does trails and stuff. Man, and it's, it's got some modulation going on. Yeah, it's, it's a mix of a bunch of stuff. It's not really one thing. It's kind of cool. It's like, a, it's, a, it's a very ambient boy in a box type of thing. Yeah, totally. You can do some really crazy sounds with it too. Yeah, I like I like the Terra Echo. That's yeah. a good pull. I don't know why I don't have it still. I, I don't know why it. I don't have it still. I told you too. I bought it twice, <laughs> yeah. so I'll probably buy it a third time. That tells you something, right? When you like, usually when you have the same gear a few times, you never stop buying it. You should probably just keep it next time. I should, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, just that's, just an idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question. Yeah. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Um, brand or like toppings? You mean like all of it goes deep as you need to go? Uh, you know what? I it's weird. I I didn't know about them or hadn't tried them for years. But Little Caesars stuff crust with like pepperoni. I really like that. I don't know why. Little Caesars like, stuff crust. Yeah, really? uh, I I wouldn't have. I didn't even know Little Caesars. I thought they were just like this budget crappy garbage pizza brand i don't know maybe we didn't have them here for a while i, I don't know i like it it's good I, I i will say uh little caesars i think while it is cheap and uh, they're really in cheap most Wait. american cities and probably starting to proliferate up there in canada yeah. as well um for me if i'm going to little caesars i get the thin crust which is a slightly newer pep pizza or excuse me slightly newer pizza i think that's only maybe like three or four years old oh and okay they have like a really thin kind of cracker crust oh cool. is it super gourmet no but no. it's also five dollars yeah, so what do you want from? So cheap. <laughs> maybe that's the appeal to it it's just so so cheap yeah and it's pretty yeah. i mean for i think it punches well above its weight for five bucks that's my opinion. i think so i think the the taste is decent like it's not gross <laughs> It's not yeah. that. That sounds terrible. It's no, better for real. than most like, pizza. Yeah, the Nam decent. pizza, like, the not the not the pizza truck that's outside. That pizza is good. It's expensive, but it's good. Right. The inside pizza that you get in the convention center is expensive and it's bad. Bad. Like, right. like Little Caesars. I mean, I'll still eat it because it's you got to have calories. Yeah. But uh, right. But Little Caesars is way better than that. Is my point. Yeah. Like way better. So. Yeah, yeah I go for that. That's been a new discovery. They've been around here for a while, but that's just something new. Little Caesars stuffed crust. All right, we'll go with it. Well, you want to slide over to Patreon and see what kind of nonsense we can get into? Sure. Cool. Sounds good. All right, everybody. For Landon, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. 
Alrighty, folks, there it is. There is the end of this podcast with Mr. Landon Bailey. Unless, unless you go ahead and slide over to Patreon, where for just five bucks a month, you can get access to all the bonus episodes and the ad-free feed. And if you just want the ad-free feed, that's an option too. But for five bucks, you get the whole thing. And uh, it would really mean a lot to me and helps out significantly. I can't tell you how much that has kept the show going for so many years. It got me through COVID. It did so many, many things. Uh, seriously, it was a, a massive help, even if it doesn't look like that much. Five bucks goes a long way. So thank you very much. I appreciate you. And if you can't do the Patreon, I totally understand. Just simply please, please, please share this podcast with a friend. Go check it out on YouTube. Anywhere you can see the Tone Mob logo is a good place to be, in my opinion. Is that how that works? Oh, man. I hope, I hope none of you guys like bought a shirt and are going to do something like nefarious in it. Don't, don't be nefarious and in the Tone Mob gear. Anyway, thank you all so much. I'll talk to you on the internet very, very soon. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is ToneMob.com Stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out. Hello out there! Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McLean. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!
Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.